0: At University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge
1: directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you're a dental patient with a complex health need such as cancer or heart disease, should you consider a dental practice based at an academic medical center? My guest today is Dr. Thomas Leinbach. He's the chair in the Department of Dentistry at UVA Health Systems. Welcome to the show, Dr. Leinbach as a dentist. What additional factors do you consider when you're caring for a patient with some complex health needs, such as cancer or heart disease or some others?
0: Sure, there, Yeah, there's a concept that we call medically necessary dental care. You have a, a patient that has dental disease, and dental disease either could be a problem with the teeth decay, or a, a problem with the supporting structures of the teeth, the periodontium, periodontal disease. Eventually, those things go left untreated become infection, pain, and infection. And people that have uh, serious medical problems, systemic medical diagnosis, that can be a, can be a serious issue for them, and they sometimes it delays their medical care.
1: So, how does it change the way that you would care for a patient? Right. Well, if we have a patient, uh, there's, a,
0: there's a condition called thrombocytopenia where people don't have platelets in their blood, or don't have enough platelets in their blood. Platelets are responsible for the uh, clotting mechanism. So if someone has bad teeth, the teeth need to come out. If they don't have platelets, then that's a, that's a serious uh, problem that has to be taken care of first. So sometimes patients will go to, to hematology and get transfused with platelets before they come here to have their necessary teeth taken out.
1: So the senior citizen population, the geriatric population, Dr. Leinbach, is one that is, has so many various needs and complex health needs. What do you do with seniors when they've got to come see you and maybe they are they have really bad arthritis, can't sit in the chair very long, or they've sure. got cancer or heart disease that you're a little concerned about? What do you do for them? Sure. Well, there's, some
0: of them are positional that they've had their backs fused, or they can't go back in the chair. And some of them, it's uh, a patient with Alzheimer's, with dementia, that uh, they don't want or like people to be in their mouths. They just can't tolerate that. So we we start we do have an escalation of management plan that we start out by treating them just like anyone else. And and some patients were able to get finished that way. If that doesn't work, sometimes we'll give them some mild sedation. It could be a, a pill they take before the appointments. If that doesn't work, then we go to general anesthesia, and we take patients to the operating room every week with uh, anesthesiologists doing the general anesthesia, and we do the dentistry that way.
1: So general anesthesia, that's what I was going to ask you, because some, maybe some have COPD or they're on oxygen, but they still come to see you, but they've got oxygen going on, and so what do you do in that case?
0: Well, we have our own oxygen supply, so if somebody has their, comes in on oxygen, they stay on oxygen during the case. And uh, we try to get as much done as we can here in the outpatient clinic with local anesthesia, uh, maybe with nitrous oxide, just, just the way we treat any other patient. But if, that, if, if that's unsuccessful, then they go to the operating room, and uh, they have a breathing tube that goes from their nose to their trachea uh, to breathe for them during the case.
1: So you mentioned Alzheimer's, Dr. Leinbach, and there are a lot of developmental disabilities in both pediatrics and the adult population, and some of them deal with fear, and some of them, as you say, don't want somebody touching them. So how do you get past that with someone? Do you talk them through it? Do you work with the family? What do you do?
0: Well, probably the the single largest percentage of the cases that go to the OR for us are patients with, with autism. And autism is a spectrum disorder, so at the, at the bottom end, these patients are just like anyone else. We can treat them in a the chair. At the other end, you can't, you can't get near their mouths, and uh, so they have to go to, for a general aesthetic. And the parents understand that. The parents bring them to us because they haven't been able to brush their teeth, and they think that maybe something is going on. Wrong with their mouths. Maybe they've stopped eating certain foods. Maybe they're pulling on their cheek. Uh, maybe they find blood on the pillow in the morning, and they know that something's wrong. But they, but they, you can't, you can't take an X-ray. You can't get a good exam. They don't know what it is. But, but uh, they come to us to, to figure it out.
1: That's amazing. I certainly applaud all the great work that you do. And now, besides developmental disabilities, and there's a certain anxiety and fear. Some people have a true. True fear of seeing the dentist, and while that's not a special complex health need, what do you do for people in that situation?
0: Yes, we have patients that have come in that have told us that that the only way they can get their teeth treated is with general anesthesia. Now we try to to try to desensitize those people uh, because for their for their whole life, it's if you can. Get them to the point where you can treat them with local anesthesia it's much better for the patient, much cheaper for sure for the system and for the patient. So we try uh, anxiolytics, which are uh, oral drugs, we treat nitrous oxide, laughing gas, and a combination of those things sometimes we're able to, and we're and starting up slowly doing one thing and then two things, and uh, uh, a combination of those, those modalities often allows us to treat a patient without having to take him to the OR and put him to sleep.
1: So is that where you look to, what do you do first? If someone comes in, they have Parkinson's. So they Uh have these spastic reactions to things, and maybe they can't stay still. Do you try something first, or do you say right near the beginning, okay, we're going to have to use anesthesia in this case?
0: Yeah, we always do an evaluation first. We always do uh, an exam first. We have ways of... of quieting people down, positioning people, so we're able to get a, a decent exam. If they have a lot of needs, then we will automatically just just schedule them to the OR. We know this is going to take a lot of time, and uh, it's it, frankly it's it's dangerous to try to do dentistry on someone that's, that's moving. The uh, the dental handpiece, some people patients call it the drill, is going 300,000 RPM. Uh, Your car engine goes uh, 2,000 to 6,000. This is going 300,000 RPM. So if the patient moves, it's dangerous for the patient.
1: So it's so reassuring, though, when you say that that this is the way that you do it so that people understand when you're saying these things that it is a very safe way to get their dentistry. Now, when should patients with these complex health needs or their family members that bring them in to see you, what should they be thinking about when they're considering going to a dental practice that's at an academic medical center such as UVA?
0: I think whenever patients have special needs, the family should consider going somewhere where... They're used to treating patients like that, and uh, because we we have ways of treating patients that it might not occur to their family dentist. It's just part of our practice that we do every day, and uh, it 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 should be should be part of their the family's thinking.
1: It certainly if they have it available. If they have it available, and if somebody is living in a nursing home, for example that might be a time when, when seeing an academic practice dentistry situation might be better?
0: Sure. We found that, uh, unfortunately, in many nursing homes and, and care facilities like that, the, the patients don't get very good preventive care. And uh, when the, fam- by the time the family brings them to us, often they've got infection already. And at, at that point, uh, yes, maybe you know, sometimes they have to take their teeth out.
1: So are there any medications that you tell? Because we've heard, oh, sometimes you have to take an antibiotic before you go to the dentist if you have had something going on. Are there certain medications that you say, if you've been on these medications, we don't want to see you till you're either off or have been off for a while?
0: Uh, no, and that's the nice thing about working in an academic medical center like this. We work with our colleagues in the hospital that if if we don't want patients to have to come off their medications, we want them to be able to stay on their medications because sometimes, often it's, it's a serious medical problem, the reason they're taking those things. But we learn how to manage that. If it turns out that they're on a blood thinner, we may have to reduce the blood thinner or reduce the blood thinner, change the blood thinner for a short period of time until we get their dental work done and we put it back on. Sometimes they have to be uh, admitted to the hospital and managed for things like that.
1: In just the last few minutes here, tell us about your team and why patients should choose UVA dentistry for their care.
0: Oh, I think uh, because we're looking, we're considering the whole body. We're considering the the overall health, and uh, we're, by treating patients every day that they're waiting for transplants, that have oral cancer, that need joint replacements and have to have infection taken care of before they get those things, they know that we're considering the whole person.
1: That's great information. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.